Hi, this is Jackie Russo. I'm the host of Razor Branding Podcast. If it's your first time listening, thanks so much for downloading. I hope you subscribe and stick around. Yeah, Razor Branding Podcast is produced every Monday. You can subscribe through our website, razorbranding.org, through iTunes. Uh, you can even put it into your RSS feed. For more information, go to that website, razorbranding.org. Follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. All the links are in the show notes, as well as anything else you need to know about each episode. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. You're listening to Razor Branding Podcast, Episode 6, The 5 R's of Branding. Let's get started. So I guess the first question is, why are there five R's? The R's are probably because of Razor Branding and Jackie Russo. So that's the clue on the R part. Why are there five of them? You know, we like odd numbers, three, five, seven. Um, (laughs) But honestly, it's because that's what fits. There really are five things that you need to keep in mind when building a brand. So I'll give you the five R's and then I'll go through and talk about each one of them as we go. So number one is realize. Number two, resolve. Number three is reinvent, four is relate, and five is react. So now I'll just kind of go through and talk about each one of them. So number one, realize. What you have to realize is that the consumer owns the brand. We talked about this all the way back in episode two, in case you forgot since you've gotten to episode six, but you're not in charge of your brand. Your target audience is. Your employees are, the consumers are, the people who've never heard of you are, because branding is an emotional connection to a company, organization, product, place. So it's not your brand, it's theirs. It's their emotional connection. So you have to change the conversation. You really need to figure out what mental real estate is yours to own. What emotions do you evoke? What differences can you authentically claim? Why should anyone care? When you start rattling off that list of features, we're the first, we're the oldest, we've been around five decades, we have 7,000 employees, uh, we're worth so many billions of dollars, we sold so many billions of products, so the heck what? Why does anyone care about any of those things except you? You've got to turn those features into benefits and it can't sound like everybody else. Remember, What mental real estate is yours to own? Where can you carve out a little bitty niche that'll make you rich? So ultimately, the question you have to ask yourself is, how can you be different? If you've got a sea of beautiful white swans that'll look lovely, how can you be the one yellow duck? Now, you might think, ugly duck, it doesn't matter. You're going to stand out. You're going to be the thing that separates from the competition. You're the one they're going to remember and notice because you're not blending in with all the other beautiful white swans. And that's what you have to focus on, being different. Now, be different for something that's authentic. Be different for something that's real, that matters, that your consumer cares about. But for gosh sakes, ultimately, be different. Number two, resolve. So you have to believe that your promise is your brand. You have to develop a relationship with your consumer. Give them something to belong to. Deliver on your difference. Build your tribe. I've been talking about this for years, about building a tribe. And people are like, I don't know what that means. How how does that work? I'll give you two examples. Number one, Harley Davidson. 
Now, immediately, you know who I'm talking about. You can picture some people you know that own Harleys. They probably are not super scary biker dudes. They're probably doctors, lawyers, accountants, weekend warriors, because that's who Harley built their brand with. And those people are willing to spend top dollar for a Harley. They could get a lot of other motorcycles for a lot less money. And not only do they buy the bike, but they buy all the gear too. So they've built a tribe. And those people recognize each other because they're in the club together. Another great example of this through an ad campaign will be the I'm a PC, I'm a Mac campaign that ran a few years ago. So Apple ran this campaign talking about the computer people. And there was a cool, hip guy for the Mac and a kind of dorky, banker-looking guy for the PC. And at every turn, in every commercial, radio, TV, newspaper, online, you really wanted to identify with the Mac because he was cooler and hipper. He was more interesting. He was a little bit more laid back. The PC guy was kind of uptight and kind of annoying. And therefore, you started thinking of PCs as uptight and annoying. Now, probably not just because of this ad campaign, but... Correlating with the time frame in which this ad campaign ran, Apple's market share grew from about 25 or 3% to closer to 18 to 20%. There were other things happening at the time. They launched the iPhone. They did other things with their market, with their products. But ultimately, it all kind of dovetailed nicely into people saying, I want to be a PC. I want to be a Mac. And so they sort of drew a line in the sand and people chose sides. And more people said, I really want to be a Mac because those guys are cooler than the ones who said I want to be a PC. Number three, reinvent. Because consumers are in control, you cannot yell at them. You cannot treat them like they're stupid. You can't buy their attention. You have to be where they are and speak their language, which means it goes all the way back to the things we've talked about in previous episodes. You have to really know who your consumers are. Because you have to know how they think and how they feel. How else are you going to connect with them? How do you speak their language if you don't really know who they are and what language they speak? So dig a little deeper when it comes to figuring out who you should be and model yourself after who your consumer is or will be. Number four, relate. So you really want to brand a tribe, right? Because people want to belong. They want to be a part of something. They want to connect with others like us. They want to be in the club. So that belonging, that tribe, that brand advocacy all comes together in making sure you're relatable. You're not talking above them. You're not talking in, in a language they don't understand. You're not talking about things they don't care about. You're not constantly call, going on and on and on droning about yourself. You're giving them something to relate to. Under Armour would be a great example of this. If you think back to the day, Nike and Reebok were number one and number two in the market. Under Armour didn't really exist. And so they tried to figure a place where they could carve out their niche. And so it was with young boys, eight to 12-year-old boys. Those boys want to be professional athletes. They want to play in high school. They want to play in college. They want to go pro. That's what all boys want for the most part, not every single one of them, but a large majority. And so Under Armour tapped into that and gave the boys a tribe they could build into. So does that mean that adults didn't want to buy Under Armour? Quite contrary. Once they had built their base, then they expanded from there. And that's the way to do it. You cannot be all things to all people. I say again, it is impossible for you to be all things to all people. So stop trying. Don't look at this as a, everyone is my target audience. That's not accurate. 
When someone says, who are you selling to? Please do not say everyone. No one sells to everyone. The smaller your target audience, the stronger your brand can be. And you can grow from there. And this doesn't matter if you're in a B2B or retail space. If you're in a very small industrial category or a very large mass market. At the end of the day, everyone has a target audience. And you can build out from there like ripples from a rock thrown in the lake. You don't have to stick with just where the rock landed. You can get those concentric circles out. But start with the first one. The fifth and final R is react. It's all about how your brand looks in the marketplace, getting people to react on it, making sure that you look right, that your brand has a professional logo, not something your secretary created, not something that you designed online that isn't copyrightable because it looks like something somebody else has. It's not unique. It's not trademarked. You need something that's professional. Your website, if it has not been updated in the past two years, is out of date. You need professionally designed sales materials. You need to put all these pieces into place so that you can get a great reaction from your audience. Because then, and only then, is your house in order. And once your house is in order, then you can invite people to visit. If you don't know who you are, and if you go and ask five people in your company and you get five different answers, your house is not in order. If there's not one central place where all of your graphic standards are contained and you know the Pantone colors and the best logo files, then your house is not in order. If a vendor asks you for a logo in a high-res file and you say, I'll fax it to you, your house is not in order. And that did actually happen one time. So what you need to do is have all your ducks in a row. Get your stuff straight. Make sure that you know who you are that everyone else knows who you are, and that you have the ability to share that in a very good-looking, attractive, clear, and concise way. So, just to reiterate, for the kids taking notes at home, what are the five R's, you might ask? Well, I remind you that number one is realize. Number two, resolve. Number three, reinvent. Four, relate. And five, react. Thanks so much. I hope you really gained something from this and that now that you know the five R's, you know how to put this into place in your office. Thanks for listening to Razor Branding Podcast. I hope this was time well spent. If you have any questions or would like to make suggestions, you can go to razorbranding.org or find me on Twitter at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. And all the links uh, you can find in our show notes, which are on each episode on the website razorbranding.org.